Quib, Kobach, Leela, no. give me a perception roll. Oh no, oh, oh no, oh, oh no, god, oh, oh god, no. oh god. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Tableverse Podcast. My name is Justin, and I will be your Star Lord for this exciting, original Starfinder campaign. Playing with me at the table today, we have... Hi, my name is Allie, and I play Quib, the Usagi operative. Hi, I'm Connor, and I play Paul, the Shenta Envoy. Hi, my name is Quinn, and I play Kobok, the Vesk Mystic. My name is JD, I'll be playing Captain Diostas Corana, the Maracuay Salaria. Hey, I'm Elaine, and I'm playing Lila, the Android operative. All right, how about we start off the top of the show with a little bit of boilerplate business. Would anyone like some experience points? Yes, please. Yes, yes, yes please. Sure. All of it. Oh, Connor said no, he doesn't want any. Okay, Connor, I'll give yours to Quinn. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. That seems fair. <laughs> saw that show coming from seven miles away. <laughs> <laughs> For all of your days off where you're doing your errands, you're studying, your investigations, all that jazz, you get 50 experience points each. Nice. For defeating Ruffles, you each get 200 experience. Wait, 200 plus 50. Right? So that'll be 250. Elaine gets an extra 50. What? For the operation of the crane. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. Nice, very nice. Thinking outside the box. But That's a... right. <laughs> Allie also gets an additional 50. Oh. For her RP at the site of the deceased Usagi. Ooh. Nice. Good. It's sad, but it's like, you know. No, that's great. And then everyone gets an additional 100 experience for finishing the mission for Raska. When do we get our next level? What's the number? 5,000? 6,000. Oh my gosh. Long way to go. Yeah. Just a little bit of ways. I've been doing this for a year and I still don't know how to fill up my character sheet. It's pretty good. That's fair. It's fine. I keep getting things wrong too. We're all getting, we're all learning. We're all new. For example. For example, we have a cheater in our midst. Yeah. Ladies <gasps> and gentlemen. I would like to and apologize. And other genders. And it's JD. Yes. Oh, no. <gasps> yeah. JD is a fucking cheater. Legasp. Honestly, I always had a feeling. <laughs> yeah, and I that's why, And I that's why the Star-Lord is making a very big decision. JD is going to have to... Take Kriana back down to level two. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's right. Negative levels for cheating Me. here on the, Holy on the shit. Tableverse podcast. Bummer. Yeah. I say, no. why stop there? Put him at one. Wait, yeah. why? Why cheater? Why cheater? Yeah, why cheaters cheater, go JD? to the back of the line? It turns out that Stellar Rush is one or the other with what it does. It either lets me do a bull rush and attack, or it lets me do the fire damage. And you, you I was doing, doing both. both. And I didn't know that. And so when when uh, we finished recording, I went home and I was like, man, that's really bugging me how quickly we like got rid of that thing. And so I went on to a Starfinder Facebook group and I asked them, I was like, what's what's this? I'm a little confused about this, this spell. And everyone's like, yeah, it's one or the other. And I was like, oh. And you know what? I didn't even question him at the time because I trust him so deeply. Wow. Now, and now you've learned your lesson. Yeah. Well, I, honestly, JD, I I'd like to uh, no, I'd like to applaud you for taking the time to do the research that it was still niggling at you that you were. Yeah, it was really bugging me how quickly we like got rid of that thing. I think that's dedication, Star Lord. I'd like to plead on behalf of JD for forgiveness. Oh, thank you. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> I like to propose that we just stone him. Okay. What was Shirley Jackson? Yeah, let's all take a vote. We have stoning and forgiveness on the table. <laughs> <laughs> let's roll the dice. Let's let the dice decide. <laughs> if it's a 20, we will not stone. 
Everything oh. else that's anything less than a natural twenty is a <laughs> cold that's hard stone. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, roll for damage. <laughs> Connor, can you roll a hundred d ten, please? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Ultimately, I think that the fight would have gone the same way because there were like, you know, five of you and one of it. So it's not a huge deal. I feel bad because afterwards I was talking with Allie about how she was disappointed that she didn't get a chance to attack it in anything. Yeah, you really stole my thunder. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Allie. Beast in half. I vote forgiveness. Thank you. (laughs) Stoning. (laughs) Stone him. Wait. Still two for two. It could be both. (laughs) Yeah. Why not both? A light stoning. (laughs) Previously, now now to the real business. Previously on the Tableverse podcast, the crew of the Terrapin recounted to each other the information they gained during their day of recovery, their day off. After reading more of the books stolen from Nora's private collection, Kobach suspects that the Imperium they have can control time and shape reality. Paul did a little investigating and went to speak with Lieutenant Marcus Harrison of the Stewards. Paul thinks he's figured out the identity of the Crimson Company assassin hired by Jim Tasselhoff to find the crew. Paul also learned that Desna's destiny would soon be up for auction to the highest bidder and was on a mission to make it his own. The crew made their way to the spike of Absalom Station where they found and killed Ruffles, Jim Tasselhoff's people-eating pet. While they were there, the crew found a half-eaten body of a young Usagi, and it took the group by surprise and Quim... Quim? Quim. <laughs> it took the group by surprise, and Quib was visibly shaken. They then went to Raska, who was happy to hear that Ruffles was dead. She told the crew of her plans to kill Jim Tasselhoff and asked the players if they would assist in that endeavor. The crew agreed, but only if Raska would help them with the Desna's Destiny auction. She agreed, and the players made their way to the Terrapin. As they started their takeoff sequence, starting a journey to the planet of Akaton, the ship shook and rattled as if something had hit them. And that is where we pick up right now. All of you are in the Terrapin. Quib, I assume, is in the cockpit. If you guys are about to take off, this ship has just shook as if something has hit it. What do you do? What the fuck was that? Ah! Shields up, baby. My hat. The shields are now active. What, what happened? What was that? Do we have any ex- external sensors or oh, really cameras? Or you have a few cameras on the outside of the Terrapin. I'll pull those up. Okay, so you pull up one of the cameras that is facing the entrance to the dock that would lead you to Absalom Station proper, and you see two purple hooded figures. You do not see their faces. You see that one of them is waving their hands as if casting a spell, and then you can see this giant purple energy hand grasping at the camera of the Terrapin. Kobach, are you in the cockpit? Can you see this is happening? Yes. So, Kobach, you can tell this is a very large psychokinetic hand that is grasping the Terrapin. The other purple-hooded figure uh, seems to be charging something up between their hands. It looks like there are sparks and, and, and an energy growing in between their palms. Oh, shit. Kriana's gonna bolt over to the hatch. Okay. And open it up and charge, like, without even thinking. Classic Kriana. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And the fight is on. The fight is on. Well, actually, the fight's on. <laughs> the fight is on. Because they're right at the, the door, yeah, right? Yeah, just open it up and let them in. Judging from the cameras, they are about oh, okay. 70 feet away. 70 feet? Yeah, they're not, they're not oh, that close. Oh, that noise then. Yeah, no, I'm not going to Are there guns on there. the ship? You have no <laughs> guns on the ship. No, what? We're, we're a cargo ship. Cargo ship. Oh, crap. We should have bought guns for the ship. <laughs> this was an oversight. Yeah. This was a big oversight. <laughs> Fire the cannons. Wait, there's no cannons? 
<laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> Wait, these are, I think they're the Hexton sentries, yeah, right? They're the sentinels, yeah. Yeah. Koba, go and go talk to your friends, or? I think they are beyond talking now. They are here for action. Paul's just in the canteen, still enjoying a martini. It got jostled a little bit when the hand grabbed us, but... It's like, turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh. All right, uh, He's wiping rough. martini off of his wrist. He's like, like, rough takeoff. This okay, is Kachur. I, I need everyone who has range attacks to come with me. That's everyone. <laughs> do you like shout that as you're running okay, out the door so, yeah. so like yeah. they're like so like the sentinels are like on the dock right on the dock yeah okay um may i ask what these hooded figures are doing here they're coming for us and why is that yeah let's all sit down and have a nice conversation about it real quick <sighs> now is the time for talking that's a story for when we're in the air and out of their view yes i think the most important thing now is to get away kobaki you got anything uh uh uh, perhaps we can, uh... Question from me, to give Quinn a little bit of time to, to look up stuff. Who all is going to the hangar? We're going over to the hatch. Got it, the hatch. But I need someone ready to fly the ship. So... I don't want Quinn because... Or I don't want Quib because Quib has some of the best range attacks. So I want you to be one of the people firing. Ah. My range isn't that great, so I could take over and pilot the ship. So Kriana's going to turn to Quib because he's in the, the co-pilot seat. Quib, I need you to get the boys, and you're going to start firing at those folks. I'm going to take over flying the ship. Yeah, sure. Your ship, your rules. I got you. Thank you. And now I can use my new gun. Yes. Quib heads down to the hatch. Paul, get your drunk ass out here. What? Paul. It's just turbulence, Crib. Calm no, down. No, Paul, we get attacked. You got to get your gun. We got to go. I, uh, Bring your drink. Okay. <laughs> and give me a sip. Crayon's going to get on the, the big ship, Calm. Everyone, you are now obeying Quib's orders. You are firing at these folks that are taking us down. Yeah, kill or be killed, motherfuckers. Let's go. Nobody told me that we were doing be captain for a day. I didn't even put my application in. <laughs> God damn it. You got to earn it. <sighs> Cobot. All right, guns up, bitches. Let's go. So uh, Paul's going to give Quib a sip of the martini. She'll take a little bunny sip. Mm. No, I, I don't like the olives. That's too much. That's too much. <laughs> okay, is there a way Is there a way for Kobach to to know what spell the other sentinel is casting? Yeah, give me a mysticism roll. Yeah. Knowledge. Wait, is that the right one? A d20, baby. Where's Leela in all this? Um, I think she was just, like, standing next to Paul, but she was so still that Quib forgot that she was there. <laughs> Didn't see her. Looked like the refrigerator. <laughs> when did we get a hairy blender? <laughs> so chic. Okay, so I got a uh, 15. A 15? Yeah. Okay, you can tell that he's about to cast Lightning Bolt at <gasps> the ship. Oh, shit. Is that bad? <laughs> I don't even know that spell. Oh. Yes, yes that's so bad. So yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, um, I want to choose to attack him now. Okay, cool. So everyone's at the hatch. He's already got the lightning bolt prepped, so as soon as you open the hatch, he's going to launch it. Oh, shit. Glad you're in front. Everyone that's at the hatch, which would be the four of you, everyone but Kriana, give me a reflex save. Plus one. Twelve. Seventeen. Eleven. I have a number under my saving throws. I Mm -hmm. add that to what I roll. Yes. So ten. Anyone who got below 14 is hit with the full brunt Son of, of this God. lightning bolt as he sets it free as soon as he sees faces. And each of you takes six damage. Kobak, you take three. Okay. How do you what? It is my robot reflexes. 
Um, Leela, you take an additional three. I didn't get hit. I got a 17. You said, I got a 17. You said anything under a 14, you get hit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm paying attention. Yeah. Leela, you take three, but then you take an additional three because you're pretty much made of metal. (laughs) You're just being mean. No, I'm not. You're a conductor. (laughs) (laughs) Ow. And now everybody roll initiative. I was just going to say, are we supposed to roll for initiative? (laughs) It was the surprise. Are we supposed to add our initiative to our role, right? Yes. Edit that out of the podcast so I don't sound <laughs> stupid. I always do. <laughs> so that's why it takes so long. Um, it's ten. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Sixteen. I got a ten. I got an eighteen. And Connor? Um, I think that spot hit me a little hard. I got a five. Ooh. Paul was expecting the day off. Kriana, you are up first with that 18. What would you like to do? You're sitting in the co-pilot's chair, and you felt uh, the ship rock again as the lightning bolt hit the side of the ship. And you probably saw the flash on the screen that you're watching in the cockpit. Does the ship have anything? Like, is there anything that... As far as anything that can attack? Probably nothing that can attack. Is there any defense or anything? You do have shields, which Quib already turned on. Um, if you full gun, like, try and break away, is it going to make it harder for the person casting the holding thing? Yeah, you know what? Because uh, I want to try to break free of that hold. So, yeah, uh, I'll, like, ram the, the rockets. Okay, cool. Yeah. Give me a piloting. Why is no one talking? Because we're waiting for JD to check. Oh, okay, sorry. sorry. That's going to be a 12. A 12. Okay, you can see that the engines are still warming up, but you are starting to get a little bit of uh, a little bit of liftoff started. I'll pull back on the engines and let them warm up so I can do another big hit later. Okay, cool. After that is Quinn with that 16. Okay, Kobox mad and wants to show off, so I'm going to do starlight form. I don't think you've ever done yeah, that. Yeah, tell us more about it. Yeah, starlight form? It makes me shed light at like 30 feet radius. Which can blind people. I don't don't think they're close enough for that. So I guess the closer I get to them, the more it'll affect them. But I'm just doing it just to be showy anyway. And then I want (laughs) to do, um, I want to do mind thrust against the one, because the lightning already struck. So the other one is like holding the ship. Mm -hmm. I want to mind thrust him so he'll let go of it. Okay, cool. He's got to make a save. Yeah, he gets a save. Which I wrote in my book. So that is a 14 to save. Damn. Well, you just have a number that he has to beat. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. 12 is his DC. Nice. So he makes the save. He's going to take half of this damage. Go ahead and roll the damage. Three. Ten. Thirteen. So he takes six. What color do you want your shedding light to be? I want to be like blazing gold. Okay. So everyone that is at the hatch can see that Kobach starts to, it looks like he goes Super Saiyan. He's starting to glow this gold energy aura that spreads out in 30 feet all over all around him. And then you, you focus on the sentry that is using the psychokinetic hand and you uh, cast Mind Thrust at him. You send this great big surge of psychic energy towards his mind and you can see that uh, it, it affects him a little bit, does six damage. And uh, he does kind of lose some of his concentration for a moment. So you can feel that that grip on the ship is a little less tight than it was before, a little looser. Up next is the sentries. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, there we go. The one that you just hit, he puts his, uh, he's got one hand that's concentrating on the one spell. He takes his other hand, he puts two fingers to his temple, and he's looking at you, Kobach. I need you to make a will save, please. So, yeah, 12. A 12. 
that same surge of psychic energy is sent right back to you. You take 11 points of damage, mm. Kobach. Damn. Wow. Oh, my word. And then the other one, you can see that he claps his hands together and intersects all of his fingers and pulls them apart again. There's another lightning bolt in between his palms, and he shoots it right back at everybody again. I need everybody to make a reflex save again. Ah. It's been real, y'all. No, that's great. I got a nine. 18? 24. Three. Oh. Kobach gonna die. Yep. Paul got a 21. Fool me once. You see this blue energy arc from the second mage, and it hits all of you again. Anyone, again, that did not roll a 14 or above takes four damage. Leela taking an additional three. You are mean. Leela, <laughs> how you, how you, you doing over there? I am not mean. <laughs> I am not mean. I am the Star Lord. I am impartial. <laughs> I think she's just sparking randomly at this moment. Crib's like, what is up with this fucking toaster? Oh shit. <laughs> Put her in some rice. <laughs> this encounter is really testing us. Because <laughs> I, I remember last time when we when we beat Ruffles, you were like, it's so easy. <laughs> He's like, okay, it's easy? Oh, cool. Here's some lightning. <laughs> All right, after that is Quib. Hey, time for y'all to meet Gary. Also, I wrote down uh, the information about this gun, but now the notes are confusing to me, so. (laughs) 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 I have a D6 and D8 written. I'm not sure which is which. Let's see what happens. Okay. What's the gun called? It's a custom thing that Justin made up. It does 1D8 piercing damage. All right, time for you purple bitches to meet Gary. Wait, I do love that you named it. Gary of all names, Gary. Well, this is the guy who gave it to me. His name's Gary. Okay, so that's 16. My bad. Which okay. one are you targeting? The one with the, with the lightning. lightning. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it. Lightning man. I was like, the one on the left, the one on the right? I don't know. The one who's shooting us with lightning. The lightning one. <laughs> and a 16 will hit. Roll me that damage. Yes. Imagine showing up, shooting lightning at someone, which is a lot, and they respond with a rifle. It just like about yours, like pew pew. There's like, pow. <laughs> it's like whoa. I need to learn this spell if I will. So eight. You see Quib pull out her new rifle. Kobak, you immediately recognize it as the one that shot her in the foot before. <laughs> <laughs> she levels it, looks down the sights, pops it off, and hits the lightning guy, doing eight points of damage and it hits him in the shoulder and it takes him back. He's now holding his shoulder. He didn't, he didn't like that too much. After that is Leela. <laughs> Again, just sparks. <laughs> but despite the sparking, um, Leela's going to pull out her tactical Sheeran eye rifle and aim it also at Lightning Guy who is pissing her the fuck off. <laughs> nice. Give me an attack roll. Avenge me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're not like actually dead. Though, no. Right? no. Okay. Do you have stamina? I'm close. Um, I got a 13. Ooh. So I got a 10 plus 3 for the rifle. Did I do that right? I believe so. Yay. A 13. You level your rifle and you fire it and it is miss. Ugh. Your sparks are shaking you too much. You can't get a you can't get a clear still shot. I just want to point out that I was doing that for fun effect and not to affect my rolling. Well, now it's the reason that you missed. So <laughs> stop inventing things. Okay. <laughs> After that is Paul. Paul has no effective skills at this range. 
So, <laughs> heard that. None? All of my improvisations are right now towards the enemies, and they have to be a lot closer, and then one I have to be touching them. And as much oh, as I would God. love to run 70 feet off the ship <laughs> towards the lightning so I could try to daze someone. Can, yeah. I, can you, like, take a pistol out of my holster? I can, but I have a plan. Oh, sorry, go. Paul's going to run to the engine room and see if he can give it like a like a boost. Ooh. Like push it into overdrive to see if we can break. Are you trained in engineering? I am. Nice. <laughs> I checked it during everyone else's turns. You go, girl. Give me an engineering roll. Sorry, I'm looking at something. I just want to double check. I am. Okay. If this works, yes, it'll be like that scene from uh, Firefly. Exactly it's like, what We're I'm thinking of. Crazy Ivan. Everything mm-hmm. shiny, Captain. Uh, <laughs> Thirteen. A thirteen. You think that if you reroute power from the shields, you can give enough power to the engines to break free and get you guys out of there. Um. Yes. Okay. Cool. Without even asking the captain, I love it. He's busy. (laughs) (laughs) We do have an intercom. I wouldn't want to be. It's like, hi. I know everyone's a little rough, but I was just wondering, like, later. So yeah. you start that process. Great. I, I, I'm doing Woo! Just then. <gasps> Quib, Hobak, Leela, oh. give me a perception roll. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, no. God. Oh, oh, God. God. oh, God. What? What are you also worried about? Because I think there's a bomb in the engine room. That's why I'm worried. Ugh. And a 27. There we go. Ooh. Jesus Christ. There we go. Perceptive as fuck. I got an 18. Eyes are still working. <laughs> I got a 14. Okay. Just then, hurtling into this dock, you see this black armored figure <gasps> flying through the air on what looks like a jetpack and is flying up behind these Hexton sentries. This black figure gets right up behind them, disengages the jetpack like 20 feet above them, and then you see them reach into the air, and this red energy appears, and a pole arm forms in their hand and then finishes with a curved blade on the end like a scythe, and then comes down hard on the hooded figure that is holding the ship and chops off his arm. Whoa. Oh my God. His amputated arm falls to the ground of the dock, and Kriana, you feel the ship like shake free of whatever was holding it. You see the lightning hooded figure turns towards this black armored figure and stops paying attention to you all together. And you see their gray hand grow bigger and sharper and almost as if it has scales and bats away the black armored figure who then engages their jetpack again to stop them from sailing far across the dock. And now they are engaged in combat with this uh, this new figure. What in the world? Magic? Uh, All right, beautiful stranger. Thank you. Who is this? Who is this? Is this an an ami? Or an enemy? They're wearing a name tag, so I can't tell. (laughs) Can I roll perception? Do I know who this is? It is now your turn, so you can do whatever you wish. (laughs) Do it. I want to just gun it, but I also want to know who the fuck this is. As long as you're not moving from your chair, you can do both a piloting check and a perception. Okay, I'm going to do the perception first. 23. You do not know who this is, but it is clear to you that you've just seen a Solarian weapon be used. Yeah, that's what, that's <gasps> why I needed to know, okay, we're getting the fuck out of here. Would I have known what Paul did? He didn't tell you, but you can you can see that there is a no... Um, there's like a spike in the energy. There was an alert sure. that yeah. there was a spike in the energy of... <laughs> a decrease in energy in the shields. And remember, 
the Phantom Menace. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I but that happens. That yeah, happens. yeah, that happens on the screen. Not knowing who did it, I'm just going to fucking gun it. Give me a piloting check. 17. 17. You floor it, and everybody jerks as the Terrapin takes off and exits Absalom Station. Everyone that is still at the hatch, give me a reflex save. <gasps> Oh, oh shit! God. I close the door. Bitch. Son of a bitch! This is why you're not the pilot. I'm so scared. Oh thank God! What? What happened? I got a good number. I got a 24. 25. What did I get? A 19. Oh, I'm happy you're all alive, but I want someone to fall out. I do not. <laughs> as soon as soon as this ship starts. What am I if Lila fell out? <laughs> I can hear you. As soon as the ship starts to jerk, all three of you quickly duck inside, close the hatch, (laughs) seal it up. Jesus Christ. It seems improbable. And then all three of you start breathing heavily. (sighs) Oh my. (sighs) That was crazy. I'm not sure Leela respirates. You're just doing it to fit in. (laughs) Faking it. Just like Bella when she was a vampire. Is anyone anyone in the airlock area? Because I know, because it's supposed to be two hatches for any ship. They're all able to make it through the airlock and everything. They're safe. As soon as they're through that, I'll seal up the the inner door as well. And then get on the intercom and be like, Sorry about that, team. It's okay. Most of my drink didn't spill. It's fine. <laughs> so you've now exited Absalom Station. You can see it shrinking uh, in the rear view mirror, as it were. Leela gets on the intercom and asks, um, Who is that uh, very dashing figure in black? Uh, yeah, Karana will respond. But... I don't know, but they're definitely a Salarian. That's all I know. How, how do you know it's a Salarian? Also, Leela, feel free to just patch it to the ship. Maybe that can help the energy levels. Perhaps we could call tech support. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. Ugh. A lot of nerve for someone who got hit with so much lightning. So painful. Let's all meet in the canteen so we can talk about this not over a cracky intercom. Cut to everyone sitting in what is now called the canteen around the, uh, the common table. Okay, so Kobach's there. He looks at his hand. His hand starts to glow a light blue, and he starts to run it over himself, healing his injuries. Um, Leela takes out a little tiny screwdriver, like the kind you use to fix glasses, and starts doing little repairs on her forearms. Oh. <laughs> Paul has refilled his drink, thank goodness. Real criminal here. And so you, you said it's a Salarian? How do you... Yeah, Kriana's not really paying attention to anyone. He is... Look, he is reviewing the uh, the camera footage over and over again Ooh. to figure out who this Solarian is because it, it's bothering him because he only knows like a handful of Solarians. Oh. I want to do t- detect thoughts on Kriana. Okay. <gasps> <Ooh>. Rude. <laughs> do you roll or do I roll? I think you both roll. I think there's there's no save throw and it's a standard action. There's oh. definitely a save throw. Give me yeah. a will save. That's not what it said in the thing. Look at, Maybe look it's at different because... Detect <laughs> thoughts on your thing. Oh, wait, that's Detect Magic. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, you probably do. It's only seven. Yeah, that's definitely lower than your DC. So I need JD, if you would please. You can whisper Kriana's No, I'll just say it. Thoughts. Okay, go ahead. Oh, that was nothing special if I didn't find it out myself. You know, tell everybody. 
I'm sorry, Quinn. Like, <laughs> but it's bad. you're at the table and he's thinking it's something. It's literally nothing like, special. It's it's what I'm doing right now. It's uh, I'm just That's saying, all your thing. You're not thinking about who this is or who it might be. It's only surface thoughts. And so I'm just Right, but on the surface he I think Quinn has a good uh, fair point. Like on uh, surface thoughts you you would be thinking of possibilities of like who okay. it could be. Um whisper it to what, whisper it to me. What, what was the name we agreed on? You were supposed to make it up. Oh, <laughs> all right. Make it up now, we'll write it down. Do I just whisper it to you? Yeah, you can whisper it okay. to me. Good name. Take it easy. <laughs> Take okay. it easy. All right, we're back. I feel bad for the listeners that they don't get to hear it, but... They will, because I'm going to blurt it out for everybody. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Kriana, who is Ajax? He's, um... This is who you think this may be. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He could be. Could be? What is this supposed to mean? You're hiding something from us. Since I'm reviewing the footage mm-hmm. of what happened, can I tell the size of them? Yes, of course. Um, this is a uh, impossible that this could be Ajax in your mind once yeah. you're reviewing the footage again because um, this is a medium humanoid figure. Yeah. Uh, that's it's not Ajax. He's a Salarian, I know. But it's not him. Paul wants to look at the footage. Okay. Yeah, I want to look too. Quib wants to look okay. too. Oh no, everybody wants to I look. Mean, Leela does too. <laughs> I mean, we might, as well, we might as well all look in. Yeah, Let's look. perception. Everyone now has a screen in front of their faces. Oh, okay. Throw it up on the TV. So Kriana was just looking at like a tablet, but yeah, he'll like throw it up onto the TV so everyone can look at it because it was just he was just thinking to himself. Do we have a TV or a hologram, Captain? Like a hologram. Let's say it's a hologram. Yeah, like a like on the wall or like a three D circle table. Thing? Like in the center yeah. solar circle yeah. table. Yeah. I like the idea of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in a stroma. Like in bones. Yes. Exactly like in bones. It's a flat screen, but it's still somehow 3D. I'm so glad that yeah, everywhere you look is the. <laughs> yeah, it's flat from your perspective. Oh, cool. Yeah. Got okay. it. yeah, that's great. That's definitely in the middle of the table. Future is yeah. now. All right, anyone who wants to can roll perception on this, the, the footage. Natural 20. Whoa. Very nice. I wish that would happen in combat. <laughs> 25. Paul got an unnatural 20. Dirty 20. That's what we Dirty call 20? Dirty 20. Dirty 20. One by one, let me know if you're looking for anything specific, starting with Leela. Um, I think Leela would be looking for any sort of symbols or marks, anything in their clothing, weaponry, or fighting style that would indicate where they are from. You spy with your little eye. My little camera eye? On the shoulder pad, there is an icon of a red hand. <sighs> Dun, dun, dun. Kobach. Uh, I rolled a 22. And what would you hope to deign from this perception? Uh, maybe some kind of... I mean, I guess also like what they might be wearing or any symbols as well. Or perhaps maybe something about the equipment he used. I don't know if Kobach would even know that. Yes. Um, because of your upbringing at Hexton, you're not well-versed in different armors and technologies mm-hmm. um, as much as you realize at this moment you might like to be. Okay, what about <laughs> combat style? I should know about combat styles, right? You as can a... see that the weapon that they use is very similar to Kriana's. Okay. That's all that Kobach is able to, to get from the footage. Paul. I want to see if Paul recognizes, like, the body type, like the personhood, and if he's familiar with... The it's like a Slarian orb. Everyone has an orb. 
It's called a Solarian moat. Okay, so I want to see if he recognizes the moat. Well, it would be the weapon. A Solarian has this this moat of energy that follows them around that is a manifestation of their solar powers. They can turn it off whenever they want. They can turn it on. That little globe of energy is what becomes their weapon. For Kriana, it becomes his whip. Right. For this person, it became a scythe. And for other people, it could be other things. But it could also be armor that um, envelops the Solarian. Mm-hmm. You did not see a moat uh, in this footage. So I, I see the weapon. You see the weapon form, but you didn't see the moat. It could be that the moat was turned off. It could be that the moat was out of sight. Okay. You're not sure. So do I recognize the weapon? I don't know that you would have ever seen this weapon. Do I recognize, like, the person? What sticks out to you are the red lights on the armor mm-hmm. and the uh, pair of antennae coming out of the helmet yep. of the armor. There we go. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yep. And Quib. Okay, so Quib is, would like to know more about the jetpack and, um, like, maybe where it came from or does any kind of identifying things about it to sort of figure out who this person is. You're able to tell just from looking that she was using a jetpack. Um, she. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that they were using a jetpack? We know. You can tell from looking that they were using a jetpack, but because the jetpack isn't visible to you like in you know direct eyesight you can't tell like the maker or brand or anything like that oh come on that's bullshit I got a 20 (laughs) this is a friendly reminder that a 20 on skill checks is not an automatic success 20 plus whatever your perception was Hmm. yeah so a natural 20 but a 29 so you can tell this is a very nice jetpack there are different ranges of jetpacks you can get and this one's pretty Top tier, good quality jetpack. But how much would you say it costs? If I had to put a price on it, I would put it in the neighborhood of 4,200 credits. $11 million. Jiminy Christmas. That's a pricey jetpack. That's your that's your estimate. I from guess like a jetpack is a thing you're gonna want to invest in. You know, <laughs> it's like Bob's discount jetpacks. Come on down, <laughs> take a ride. Maybe not the best choice. Maybe, uh, take a gamble. <laughs> Quib, that is your guesstimate based on the the way that you saw it used. Yeah, a jetpack is one of those things that every woman should have in their closet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> never leave home without it. You never know when you'll need it. I love the idea that Quib has like a jeweler, like one of those little eyeglass things, <laughs> yes, and she's yes, like yes. appraising it. She's like, looks about uh, 4,200 credits, maybe 4,450. But the best I can do is 35. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, that is what everyone perceives from this footage. Okay, we are going to need some answers here. And I'm looking at you, Kriana. We know why the centuries are chasing us. We know why we have Tasselhoff after us. Why would there be some rogue Salarian after us? I don't know, but I don't know if they're after us. Yeah, they was after, maybe they're helping us, because wasn't they? Or or maybe we were next. We have no idea. Or they're just after the centuries. I don't know. I don't believe you. I know a handful of Salarians. Like five? At your age, you don't know any other Salarians. Surprisingly not. Are they you common? are old. <laughs> like that orb. <laughs> older, older than the orb. You're old as murder. Oh, man, that's that's rough. No, I I don't interact with Salarians all that often. I had a bad experience in the past. A uh, little self-hatred, hey? Basically. The one who taught me how was a piece of shit. Was that Ajax? No, it wasn't Ajax. Just a guess? Ajax is one of the only Salarians I actually like. Oh, I should change my notes. So now we have this unseen <laughs> Salarian actors who could be a friend or foe, chopping off arms and chasing us. 
technically, if I'm reviewing the footage, it was one arm. I'm sure there would be other arms to follow. I would keep confidence up, is all I'm saying. Yeah, I wish I knew. I I do. I truly wish I knew who that was. (sighs) For all we know, they could have been someone who was hired to watch our back from afar. Yeah, that sounds likely. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I suppose for now the best thing to do is just continue on and keep our ears peeled for more information. Wasn't there a patch from the Crimson Company, though? Wait, what? Um, I did observe on the shoulder of this hooded person a red hand, an icon on their shoulder, I assume. This is the Crimson Company, which means that Jim Tasselhoff, once again, is after us. So this person is working for Jim Tasselhoff and decided that they would take out the sentries so that they could get us instead? Yes. Perhaps in retaliation for uh, the poor little ruffles that we killed. Uh, speaking of which, Paul, I have made you this necklace um, out of a tooth of uh, ruffles, and I would like to present it to you now. Oh, that's just This right, is sweet. the perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you I do so not, much. Um, I do not read situations. <laughs> Yes, I will gladly take it and <laughs> put it on immediately. This is a, a complete mess. Kobach gets angry and slams down the cloth that he's drying himself off with and then waves it back to the kitchen and floats off. <laughs> Does the Ruffles Tooth Necklace have any bonuses? Perhaps <laughs> plus KAC, little Dex mod. Plus one friendship. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Plus, plus one friendship. Plus two friendship. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. But it's a friend of a machine, so... I took. I specifically took two teeth, and I'm wearing one. Still kind of sad. Leela is wearing one and gave one to Paul. They are legit friendship necklaces. Each of them are Aww. plus one friendship, but together... Plus two friendship. When, when you wear them together, it's plus two friendship. What does that do? Thank you. It makes you feel good. <laughs> good. In your heart. Paul loves to feel good. So it's exactly what Paul wants. It's very different from other people in that way. (laughs) (laughs) He's sort of bold. He likes things that are nice, and he hates things that are bad and mean. Mm. (laughs) He's just, like, really a trailblazer. Uh, For listeners at home, we're reading Connor's character notes about what he wanted Paul to be like. (laughs) And thank you, uh, Connor, for sending all this to us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Someone's got to keep it up. No one asked, but you did it anyway. (laughs) In one of the first character descriptions I sent about Paul, I did write it in the first person. It helped me get into character. Um, Anyways, so so that person, whoever they may be, uh, definitely deserves to be murdered, I would say. Uh, And then they're from the Crimson Company, and Jim Tasselhoff sent them. And then we have the two sentries from Hexton that Madame Nora sent. They're both trying to get the Imperium. And they are powerful sentries as well. How'd that go after I went to the engine room? Y'all killed one or both of them? Uh, No, we did not kill either one of them. In fact, if it wasn't for the Salarian, who knows what would become of us? Probably death, I mean. The sentries are some of the most skilled magicians at Hexton, even... A match, well for me. Uh, a match. <laughs> <laughs> I ha- I still have a little callow in my ear. I just want to make sure I just takes a sip. And now, Captain, how long before we reach our destination? Uh, about uh, about three days. I suppose we should prepare for the next mission. Alors. Wow, I'm really only as good as my last win, aren't I? <laughs> when when was that last? <laughs> really fickle. So that's it. No one is concerned. I, I mean, we're, I guess yeah, we're just getting chased. That's our lives now. We've been together three weeks, and it's just been running. 
Has it only been three weeks? <sighs> oh, it feels like longer, don't it, it though? It certainly does. Well, we're being chased by the past of certain people here. I do like this idea, though, of, like, having the sentries and this mystery Solarian just, like, go at each other, you know? And, like, have them do it. Uh, hopefully they just kill each other. Mm, like an hour bars. But we still have to be prepared for whoever is the victor between them. And from what I've seen of the Solarian, that would not be a very uh, easy battle for us as well. Uh, well, the, the bright side is they chose a Solarian weapon as their manifestation, so at least I can take them on one-on-one, or at least Troy. Are some Solarians stronger than others, or is it sort of just like... Oh, of course, there di- there's different levels of strength and everything, but... Uh, okay. It's fine. <laughs> it, it can't, you can't just say, it's fine. She chopped someone's arm off. She? Yeah. Look at the the figure on the, the cameras. All right. That's all we know, is that she's a she. And a Solarian. Solarian. And that she works for the Crimson Company. Three times. And she got a sweet ass jetpack. Yeah, it's a nice jetpack. Could Raska probably possibly know who this is? It is possible. The next time we visit Raska, we can ask her for information. She has eyes everywhere. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. We have to stay moving. When we get to Akaton, we oh. gotta stay low. So in Akaton, oh great, after all of this, now a family reunion. We got two things see what the delivery is and kill Jim. <sighs> Once we get to Akaton, I'm sure I. It would be not too hard for me to figure out what this is and where it's coming from. I, I'm not dissenting. I am into all that. But honestly, we're just going to run forever. Like, I want a long-term thought process on what to do with this Imperium. Because I hate it. We can figure that out when we get a moment to catch our breaths. I'm not disagreeing with you, Paul. But I also don't trust it with anyone else at this moment. Because from what we have learned, it's pretty dangerous. Can we break it? We could, like, bury it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good move. Perhaps a hole. I could go real deep and just burrow down. <laughs> so, wait, we were, so we were supposed to get that, like, dimensional box from Absalom, but now we've left Absalom. Oh, we forgot the box. Well, they're expensive. No space chambers are expensive. How much? Uh, was it 3200 or 32? something? Oh, yeah, but if we all chip in. And we're business owners, you're welcome. If we are successful in Akaton. Yeah, we don't have oh, it that's yet. that's true. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's good to Yep. That's motivation. Tears. Also, the whole not dying thing. Yeah, but, oh, well, I'm really more interested in becoming a business owner than not dying. Well, you can't count your money when you're dead. If there's nothing else, then I assume that Quib takes her spot in the pilot's chair. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Get your little ass in the seat. Let's go. Uh, starts the drift engine. Everyone can feel it humming throughout the entire ship. And... <laughs> I have two piloting. Kobag walks to the, <laughs> to the, the portal to the drift opens in front of the terrapin, and Quib takes her on in. It is going to take you three days traveling through the drift to get to Akaton, and that brings us to day one. Leela, what are you up to? Um, Leela is going to go find Paul, probably in Paul's room. Nope. Nope, in the canteen. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, um, may I borrow a moment of your time? 
Bonjour, yes, of course. I'm practicing my traction. It is very good. I appreciate Thank you. that. Um, I must ask, now that I have given you the necklace of friendship, I noticed that your accent changed slightly when we killed um, the small boy in Little Akatan. Yes, my accent changes all the time. I am very, uh, how you say, a, a spongy person. It's like I, I absorb and then I, I ring out. Yes. yes, but Paul, I must tell you that when I searched for you because I wanted to know more about the history of the crew, I did not find anything. And I'm asking you as a friend, my first friend, if you would trust me with the secrets of your past. This is a reminder that if anyone wants anyone to leave the table, they may ask uh, for people to do that. Um, we're in the canteen. <laughs> Just a useless detail. Uh, well, it would mean it's not the most private of settings. Oh, that's true. You know what, Leela? Yes, I, I think I can. Um, just under one condition. Yes. I just I need you to turn off your camera eye, both because it is unsettling, and because I cannot have a record. Of course, Paul, as you like. She powers down her eye. Beep. So one of her eyes goes completely black, while the other one is still. Uh, Purple. Purple eye. Wow, that is just as creepy. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm it's sorry. like an eye patch. Yeah, it's just, it's it's unsettling. It's like, because it, I imagine one just like sort of rolled down. No, I just picture it going dark, like a light bulb that turns off. Yeah, it just dimmed. Yeah. Okay, well, Paul finds that unsettling. And I think <laughs> other mortals would too. So who needs to go to the bathroom? <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. All right, Leela, thank you for that terrifying eye shutdown. Just come, come to my boudoir. It's uh, it's private, but lovely. There's better gin in there. Absolutely. No, that's not right. Uh, absolutely. I could not help but notice that your accent... <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, Paul uh, walks with Leela to his quarters. Uh, we're going to cut to Quib. Quib, what are you up to? Quib uh, has been uh, pounding back a lot of liquids, so she has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> So she is uh, scurrying her way to the lavatory, and on her way back, she kind of spotted Paul and Leela sort of furtively going into Paul's room, so she decides to hang outside the door and uh, take a listen. Stealth check. Paul and Leela give me a stealth check. Oh, yeah. And Quib give me a perception check. It's over for you, hoes. If you can beat at least one of them, you'll be able to hear this conversation. Oh, shit. You better tell me first. If not, you will have to leave the table with everyone else. I have a 12. Paul got a 15. Okay. Leela got a 25. Damn. Oh. Damn. <laughs> Dang. Dice oh. fail me again. <laughs> All right, Shit. so Quib, Kobach. Sorry. I didn't mean to disrespect this. Quib, okay. Kobach, and Kriata are going to leave the table. I feel you, girl. My my voice. So we join Paul and Leela as they enter Paul's <laughs> room aboard yes. the Terrapin. Paul. What is going on? I, I detect a lot of um, tension in you. Anytime the subject of magic comes up. Yes, it's um. Well, I, to be honest, I've never lacked it. Just as as a person, doesn't make sense to me. And then I have s- some familial issues with it. Would you care to go into detail? Yeah, sure. It's um. Well, thing is, this this isn't my my voice so much. It is the voice I heard when you killed the boy. Yes. Sorry, I seen a moment to switch. 
<laughs> my mouth is so used to talking like that. Um, yes, well, I, actually, this is this is how I I, I speak. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Elaine, care to elaborate? Uh, I was I was told that that is how um, you should react when you are surprised. Uh, yes, you've done quite well. It's, it's pretty brilliant. Thank you. I'm sorry. It's it's just well, my name is um isn't Paul. It's it's Janice Ambois of the the Ambois Corporation. You know, we're doing the 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 Spire restoration project on Akaton, and we the largest pharmaceutical conglomerate in in the Pact Worlds. The spire the spires that we've just killed the ruffles on. Uh no that that's um that's the spike in Absalon. The spire is it's it's a it's a device that we're using on Akaton to try to rehabilitate the planet. It's sort of a last-ditch effort. But uh, that's one of the final projects that my mother and father put forth before my uncle and his, his daughters killed them in a coup. So, so I, I, I was leaving town. My sister my sister warned me, and she said, you know, we'd go and meet in the country. That's what the, Paul speaks, like, my mother's side of the family. That We're all from Castroville. It's, anyways, I, I was on a train out of the city when I saw the news that my mother and father and sister had all had all been killed and they had been labeled as, as, as traitors to, to Ambois and as, that they were doing sort of biochemical terrorist attacks and it, it's, it's all made up in lies and I, I was the face of, of Ambois it's, it's, I was on all the posters and I helped sell all of these things that then they found out were being used possibly to, to, to influence people, you, you know the Shunta's a psychic my uncle Talfrin had, had figured out a way to, to sort of put that into our products and I don't know the extent of what they were able to do but it, it, he could have influenced elections or influenced people's actions or I mean there's so many gaps in my own memory I have no idea what they've made me do and now I suppose he's still back in Castrovel and the woman who attacked those mages on the docks is my cousin Fira and she's a terrifying Slarian with amazing hair and then Celia Ambois from the Animal Ludum, the woman that you may have heard that I attacked, is is the other. And they they killed my parents. They they killed my sister. And I mean, all I have left is just revenge. And they've they've taken the company, all the houses, all the money. And I mean, I know you can barely tell by looking at me, but I'm not used to roughing it. Oh, um, Paul, I am so sorry to hear about your family's demise. Thank you. It's- Nice. And I thank you also for trusting me with your secrets. Mm. I, as a friend, would like to aid you in your quest for revenge. And I think that by pursuing this lead uh, that Raska has given us with Jim Tasselhoff, we will come closer to the Crimson Company, come closer to this Fira person, and I will help you kill them. You owe a blood debt, and I will help you pay it. Right? It's... (laughs) Sorry, it's... My mind is still confused. I don't... Sometimes it feels like Paul is real. <laughs> I will continue to call you Paul, so as not to out your secret, but... Thank you. I, I feel like... My tongue is confused. Um, <laughs> I've, obviously, it's... I, I don't feel that bad deceiving them, to be honest. But I feel like if I did tell them, then they would turn on me, and then I'd have to deal with all that, and I need their guns. And then even what, you know, what do I do after I've killed them? But uh, uh, Leila Kriana knows as well. I, I would appreciate if you didn't gossip because he's a bit bargy any. I even of felt bad about that. Not. Quib and Kobach don't know. And well, I feel that I feel some hostility. I'm not quite sure why, but I feel some hostility from um, the rabbit and the snake. Mm. But just know that in me, Paul, you have an ally. 
Thank you very much. And you, you have an ally in me. If we ever get to the diaspora and, and, and have a chance to deal with your man. Delwart. Thank you. <laughs> I would love to attack him. It's just, I've, I never killed anyone before our first mission with them. And then all of a sudden everybody was killing people. And I was just like, oh, okay, here's guns. We used to take them out and shoot, shoot clay pigeons. And I even felt bad about that. I am sorry that it has been a certain um, coming of age for you, Paul, but unfortunately this world, as far as I can tell, has been built on the blood of the less fortunate. Yes, I've taken to it quite naturally. Then we make them bleed. My mother's favorite phrase was, strike for the heart. She, she was quite harsh. <laughs> My dad was the humanitarian. We're heading to Akaton, and you might see posters of things with me on it and just ignore them. I will do better than that. I will burn them. Oh, all right. (laughs) If we can do that without causing attention. That'll be a fun game. Whoever can find the most. I have a small incinerator inside me. It's how I eat. (laughs) And so I will just eat all the posters. I (laughs) I cannot wait to see that. But you think it's right to keep the secret? Um, I think there will be a time, Paul, soon when you must reveal your secret to your compatriots or else part ways. If you Mm. cannot trust them, they are not worth having at your back. Do you think that we can trust them? You would know better than I. (laughs) I don't know if you'd like my answer. (laughs) Then you must trust. That's all there is in life, is trust in the good of other people. That's... I've I've trusted people in the past, and now everyone I ever loved is dead, so... You'll understand if I'm a bit reticent. But you just told me you have nothing left to lose. Mm, it's quite true. It's it's really freeing. I feel like I could jump off a building. <laughs> well, uh, don't do that, but... Well, maybe if I get a jetpack. Oh, and I'm trying to get anti-magic grenades. Yes. That's, that's what those were for. We can work towards that. Great. We shake? We sh- uh, Yeah, unless you want to share something that you've been hiding. Um, it's okay if not. I mean, you've already told me about your incinerator and you turned <laughs> off your eye, so that's... I haven't shown you any of my body. Do you want to see? <laughs> this isn't my, ma- my real hair color, but I think it suits me. It's quite... It is uh, very nice. It makes your eyes pop. Thank you. You're very welcome. Paul, I am mostly an open book. It's just that your uh, crewmates have so far not deigned to ask me. <laughs> um. <laughs> 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 That's a sick burn for all the people that aren't here. <laughs> They're not very welcoming. And um, the rabbit keeps looking at me in a funny way, sizing me up. I cannot figure out why. Um, I felt the exact same thing. You know, I've wanted to kill Quip for quite a while. Oh, um, well, well, she cut me, which is quite rude. But that's why Paul is good. He's he's also sort of your like a captain hit you in the face. There's a lot of um, inter-crew violence happening, which I, I do not appreciate. Oh, yes, and Kobak is um, very mean to both you and me. Uh, he keeps making jokes about me being. Um, a, a robot or a, and I'm not I'm an android I have a soul thank well, I, you I'm not a toaster I am not a trash can or t- toilet see I get confused over this pole we can bond <laughs> <laughs> well if it comes down to it maybe when we attack Fear and Celia we can just sort of put them in front <laughs> no I want to do the kills Ugh, death is confusing am I right <laughs> I think we give them one last chance to prove that they can be if not friends then allies then enemy my enemy is my friend sort of uh. yeah that's that's the aphorism yes well great and then i promise that if you strike i will follow i swear upon my life paul leela does really aggressive air quotes <laughs> it's janus j-a-n-u-s janus that's my real name yeah then i swear upon my life janus 
that I will guard your back with my own? My blood for your blood. Ouais. That's French for yeah. <laughs> and they do a little 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 cheeky kiss kiss. kiss kiss on the cheek. And then they break a baguette. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Alright, cool. And up next. <laughs> <laughs> and Kriana, what are you up to? It's really uh it's really bugging Kriana that there's a Solarian hunting us. <laughs> yes, bugging us too. <laughs> He's gonna um he's he's gonna meditate. He's gonna have the the solarian moat just kind of uh roll it on his fingers as he's like just like a thousand yard stare um into the distance as he's sitting and just meditating and thinking about it. He's gonna do a side reel influence and get sense motive. Side reel influence? What? Yeah, it's I get to meditate once a day. For mm-hmm. like, uh, just spend one minute meditating, and uh, yeah, I get to add one d six okay. to skill checks cool. of, of that specific one. Heard that? Unlike the next one, or on all of them that day. So he's just gonna work on sense motive as he's just thinking about the, the thing. And Kobach, what are you up to? Kobach is in his room, kind of to himself, looking at a picture, an old picture of him of a lanth from Hexton, Aww. and having like a little bit what? of a wistful moment, solitary. Call her. Uh, what are you guys doing in the picture? She has her arms like around him. They're like have their arms around each other, and they're at like some kind of school event. They're both like holding awards and stuff, and they just they're like smiling and together. It was the magic fair. <laughs> the magic fair. Magic Palooza. We'll say it's the Animal Ludum. Oh yeah, it's one of those. We participated yeah. in when we were there. You're looking at this old photo of Kobach and Valanth at this event, and then the data pad in your room. There's a notification. Uh-oh. Okay, Kobach checks the notification. Notification. You have a message from one Valanth du jour. Oh, shit. What's it say? Oh. We'll find out next week. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Jerk. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Table First Podcast. The crew of the Terrapin will return next week. If you like this episode of the podcast, please consider giving us a review and rating on iTunes. That would help other amazing people such as yourself to find the show. If you'd like to keep up with us between episodes, you can find us across all social media platforms at the Tableverse. The Tableverse Podcast is a Timid Jester production. It's hosted by Justin Harris. You can find him at Cheris Harris. The podcast is edited by me, Jeffrey Duke, and Justin Harris. Quib is played by Allison Klemp. You can find her at Allison Klemp. Paul is played by Connor Gallagher. You can find him at Connor Said What. Kobach is played by Quentin Lamar. You can find him at Quentin Lamar. Captain Eustace Kriana is played by me, Jeffrey Duke. You can find me at Jeffrey Duke. Original music for the Tableverse podcast was composed by Jennifer Rokamp. You can find her at jenniferrokamp.com. Original artwork for the Tableverse podcast was illustrated by Liara K. Crane. You can find her at liarakcrane.co.uk. And until next time, may your joys be as bright as starlight, your troubles as empty as the void, and may you find sweet freedom wherever you may fly. Yeah. Quick non sequitur. Yeah. Are fans of the show Bones called boners? That's such a great question. I have no idea. That's great. Perhaps. Or boneheads? Less nah, fun. Less like, fun. I do retract. I retract. <laughs> I, I feel like they would go with boneheads because I don't. They would go with boneheads, but I'm going to go with boners. Because yeah. it's boners. funny. Yeah, that's funny. Can like, you imagine if someone walked up to you at a convention and was like, hey, are you a boner? <laughs>
fans uh, of scrubs yeah. are they scrubbers Nobody's a fan of yeah, Scrubs. Invalid, scrubs. <laughs> invalid oh, question. Uh, I'm no uh, Superman. Hot take. <laughs> Roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs>